For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Picks and Parlays, coming to you live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, also broadcasting live on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. Find me on Twitter. It's very easy. It's at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Love to hear from you. Well, we want to wish everybody a very happy Tuesday, December the 24th, Christmas Eve, or better known to everyone else as Libyan Independence Day. I know we're all celebrating. I wonder what sort of presents get put under the tree for Libyan Independence Day. An IED? A grenade? I don't know. But uh, I bet those kids sure are happy. Okay, we got a lot of games to get to today. We're going to talk some NFL. And, of course, bowl season is upon us. Uh, there are more than... 5 million bowl games, and I believe here at Picks and Parlays, we're going to cover every single one of them for you, if we haven't already. So, a lot of bowl games, we're going to talk NFL football as well, of course, last regular season game of the season. Some games mean a lot, some games mean nothing, some players will be having a holiday while the B team plays, we're going to cover them all, and telling you the best place to make a bet. Look, find us at picksandparlays.net, and right now we have an extra special gift for you. That's right, promo code BOWL. Put it in the promo code, and you'll get 15% off everything. That's everything in your basket. And with bowl season upon us, and up until Friday, we have a special for you. It's our bowl capper special. That's right, $1.99 for one capper. You get all their bowl picks, and if you want two cappers, it's only $2.99. All right, we'll be right back after the break. We're going to kick it all off with Triple B, Tony Brown. Let's talk some NFL football. Welcome back to the show. Picks and parlays here live, Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. on the east, 1 p.m. on the left coast. Love to hear from you. By the way, if you missed any part of this show, we do stream it live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. We'd also love to hear from you. Fill out the comment section. We'll do our very best to respond to you here during the show. But if you missed any of the live show, you can see replays on all those social media sites and, of course, our podcast network, the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V. You'll find all the picks and parlays right there for your personal edification. Well, speaking of edification, who better to edify you than the Triple B himself, Tony Brown. Tony, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going, Nick? I look like I lost you a little bit on the sound. I can barely hear you out there. I don't know if it's my end or yours, but... I can hear you enough to get the picks out. Well, I'll tell you what, Triple B, I just don't want to hear your end, okay? But I want to hear your picks. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get to it, shall we? And if we lose you, we'll, uh, we'll sub you out, okay? Like a tag team in wrestling, okay? So don't worry about it. Tell you what, why don't, why don't we just uh, bring in... Uh, Craig Trapp, I think we're having some trouble trouble there. Let's bring in Count Trapula. Yeah, I can't hear you All right, all, Craig, welcome. We're going to lose Tony right there. Bring in Craig... As long as your end's not talking, Craig, we'll be happy. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hear the backside talk, but uh, big week. Big week here in NFL. Of course, NFL Week 17 
excited to get to the playoffs. Meaningful yeah, well, football again. Absolutely meaningful football. You know what, Craig? Some of the games this weekend are actually meaningful. Uh, I mean, I'm thinking about the 49ers Seahawks. We're going to get to that in a minute. Let's. I tell you what. Let's let's start, shall we, with the Bears and the Vikings. Uh, the Bears are eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, you know, too bad for them. Seven and eight. By the way, a seven and eight, four and eleven against the spread. You know, that'll get you into an almost above middle bowl level game if you were a college team. But of course, this isn't college. Uh, they've been eliminated. Uh, they've been on a two-game losing streak. Losses to the Packers and the Chiefs. They're three and four and one and six against the spread away from Soldier Field. The Vikings, though, ten and four, eight and six against the spread. They did tie up that wild card spot for the NFC, so they're all pretty happy about that. They can all win, wear their helmets with the you know the horns and drink lots of beer. Uh, they've won the last two in a row against the Chargers and the Lions, although I think pretty much everybody beats the Chargers and the Lions. Uh, they're four and four, three and five against the spread at home. They are big favorites, though, at home, and I'm not surprised. Seven point favorites, total forty one and a half. How do you see this one, Craig? This line could go up. I actually think Minnesota's going to end up closer to probably that nine, nine and a half. You know, the Bears look terrible at home against Kansas City last week, 26 to three against the Kansas City defense. Let's be honest, that's not a world beater. So I can't imagine that a lot of people are going to be, I think the public's going to be all over the Vikings here. Vikings, you know, could be anywhere from a two to six seed. I mean, that's how crazy um, their scenarios are, but they're in the playoffs no matter what. I think the Vikings are a deserving favorite. I actually think the under is a solid play in this one because Chicago on the year is four and eleven um, on, on the over under. So unders have been money for them. And the last nine games, seven of the last nine games have gone under for the Bears. So I think this one screams under. I think both of the teams um, will be lucky to get over twenty. So hey, give me forty one and a half. I'm going to take the under forty one and a half. I think the Vikings win, but little too many points for me to lay. Even with a meaningful game for yeah. Minnesota Vikings. I agree. And I have to tell you this, Craig. You, you know what else this game will be? This game What's will that? feature testicular shrinking cold, okay? <laughs> I mean, well, in Minnesota, Minnesota plays in, in December. A, Minnesota plays in a dome, Nick. So we don't oh, have to worry about no, that. Oh, no. Come on. But walking into the it. dome. All right, it'll do yes, it for you. Yes, yes. The players hey. get in, then it expands. Yeah, let the eggnog take its take, you know, take over. I'm celebrating Libyan independence today. Uh, okay, uh, next up, Cardinals at Rams. Uh, Cardinals five nine and one nine and five one against the spread. They're out of the playoffs as well. Um, Kyler Murray isn't going to play. He's banged up, and the last thing they're going to do is put him in. Uh, they've won the last two against the Browns and Seahawks. Oh, shred of hope there, but then you know, oh dear, just wasn't good enough. Uh, two and six straight up in the last eight. They're three and four, six and two against the spread away. The Rams eight and seven, ten and five against the spread. Coming off losses to the Cowboys, the Niners, and really anybody else you could think of. Uh, they're four and three straight up and against the spread at home. Total has gone under in seven of the last ten. I'm detecting under, under, under on this one. It's a total of 49 points. The Rams seven points home favorites. Uh, Craig, uh, you like under on this? Well, this is a dangerous game. These are one of the dangerous spots when you have two teams that are playing for nothing. And I mean nothing. And the Cardinals coming off a huge win. That win at Seattle this past week, one of the more impressive road wins of the year for any team in the NFL. No one goes to Seattle and wins easily. They were dominating that game. And then, of course, even once Kyle Murray went out, they still played well. I, I like the Cardinals here. I think the Cardinals are the play here getting seven and a half. I just don't know what else L.A. has to play for. Obviously, 
we know not only the Chargers, but the Rams, not a whole lot of uh, home home field advantage at this point. None. Once they move into the new stadium, maybe, but not this year. I like the Cardinals here getting seven and a half, even without Kyle Murray. Um, I think it's going to be a, a Cardinals win, but give me seven and a half points just in case. Yeah, I'll tell you what, though, Craig, uh, you know, when they do move to the new stadium, it's still going to be like two grains of salt in an empty salt shaker if you want to find the fans yeah. for both the Chargers and the Rams, because... I don't know. L.A.'s a town for basketball. L.A.'s a town for hockey. L.A.'s a town for soccer. It just hasn't really indelibly made its mark as a town for football. I mean, we've had what? We've had the Rams in there. We've had the Raiders in there before. We've had the saying we. I lived there for 30 years, you know. And the Chargers always were a fixture of San Diego. So, um, right. yeah, I don't know. I don't, think, I don't think home field is going to be an advantage initially. But L.A. people love winners. I mean, let's remember when USC was rolling with Pete Carroll, yeah, they filled true. they filled uh, it filled them up. And so, if one of these teams, and I think it would be much clearer to be the Rams, I, I think Rams have a, yeah. a, a really solid roster and are are on a bounce back year. I think next year, but this year, not so much. Let's play against the Rams here. Let's take the Cardinals. I'm going to take the Cardinals on this one. I like that. All right, let's move the next game. This one actually has some meaning to it because the outcome of, of this meaning. game will decide the NFC West Conference and the number one seed as well. So we're talking about the Niners at the Seahawks. San Francisco would love some payback. I think November 11th was when they got uh, that over, had that overtime loss uh, to the Seahawks. And that didn't sit well with them, I can tell you that right now. Uh, this will be a defensive battle. The Seahawks 4-3, and 2-5 and five against the spread at home. The total has gone over in six of the last eight against the Niners. Uh, Craig, if there's any game you're going to watch this weekend, that will be it. Well, this game has a lot of meaning, like you said, but it also, every team getting in here. But you could end up being a wild card team if you lose this game. You could end, the, the, the 49ers can end up the four seed or the number one seed or the number two seed. So, yep. I mean, that is a lot. A, a home field advantage is a huge advantage in the NFL uh, through the playoffs. And it's even more advantage when you get that by that first round. So, I actually like Seattle getting the points here. I, I think I could even see Seattle win or losing this game, but covering the points. So I see the line at three here. I know Seattle did not play well last week, but you know they had everything in front of them with this game. So this game was always going to be what it came down to. So I think maybe they looked past the Arizona Cardinals and thus they got what they deserved. Also saw they signed Lynch in the uh, uh, off week because of course injuries at running back. Uh, but I, I just think Russell Wilson has had an MVP-type season. I think he has another really big game. The one worry here is they haven't been great at home against the spread, just 2-5 and five against the spread versus a 49ers team that's been good on the road against the spread, 5-2 and two against the spread. So, But I'm going to take the, the the home dog here. I just think this is an extremely close mm. game. I would take the under here, and I also my better play, though, would be Seattle plus 3 and what I think is going to be one heck of a matchup. Might even see this this one as a rematch come playoffs down the line. Interestingly enough, I, 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 I like your underplay here because, you know, typically you're this close to the playoffs. Uh, there is a lot at stake here, and two teams, neither one can really afford to lose this game. So uh, I don't see this as a wide-open game with teams taking a lot of chances. It's going to be pretty conservative. I'm with you, Trap. Take the under. I like it. All right, uh, that's going to wrap up this segment. You can find Craig at picksandparlays.net. Uh, feel free to load up on his expert picks, and you can get 15% off. Just use promo code BOWL. And, of course, we have our BOWL special. We're going to be covering BOWL games next, by the way.
One kappa, all their ball picks, just $199. But wait, there's more. Get two kappas, $299, all of their ball picks as well. You're going to be fully dressed in bowls as we come through bowl season and hopefully money as well. All right, I'm going to step aside, take a break. I'll be right back. The Duff Man, he does indeed come it. We're going to talk bowls. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the show. Picks and parlays here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Also coming to you live. That's right, live. Not dead, live on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Great to be with you. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber. I promised you a, a bevy of bowl games. And we do indeed have a bevy of bowl games. The next two segments. Joining me now, the Duff Man. He does indeed cometh. Joe Duffy joins me. Are you ready to talk about some bowls, my good friend? Oh, we have no audio on him. That's always a... There he is. Wait, 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 wait. We missed your whole intro. And, you know, uh, let's start again. Uh, Welcome in, Joe Duffy. You ready to talk some bowl games, my good friend? I am, I am. Yeah, I noticed we did. uh, I know we've been having some technical problems. had to log out and log back in, so I guess they had to put the right one up. And uh, you can make a joke out of that one. But, uh, Uh, yeah, so I'm definitely very excited. Uh, I know it's uh, Libyan uh, Independence Day, but it's also my 20th anniversary as a father, so I'm excited. Oh, wonderful. That's uh, very that's very exciting. Well, congratulations. Uh, and it's also it's something about Christmas Eve. I, I don't know, but uh, whatever. I see you're wearing an Ohio State shirt. Uh, yeah. You know, those are not one of the games that you and I will be talking about, but I believe I will be talking about Ohio State tomorrow uh, with, ah, with Alex Smarty Pants Smart. He gets Ohio State, not you, because okay. you're a homer. And we can't have you giving yeah. out a pick. Yeah, well, it's 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 my twenty-year-old's uh, school, so that's why I'm an Ohio State fan. There you go. All right. Well, let's start, shall we? Uh, let's talk about school that I absolutely loathe, and a state that my ex-wife is from. Let's talk USC versus Iowa. Too bad there can't be two losers here, folks. But quite frankly, uh, if there is going to be a winner, I would prefer it were Iowa. But let's talk about it. USC eight and four, seven and five against the spread in this Holiday Bowl. USC offense didn't really wake up until later in the season, uh, but they did manage to average 37.3 points over the final six games. Someone must have paid him, and then they woke up. Uh, Keaton Slovis, well, he'd surprised this season. Uh, he took over for JT Daniels, who went out in game one, and then we were all excited. Sad for JT, but all excited about the doom and gloom facing the USC program, and then this bloody kid came up and did all right, actually. Uh, USC a 4-14 and against the spread in the last 18 as a dog. And the Iowa Hawkeyes, 9-3, and 5-7 and seven against the spread. All three losses, Michigan, Penn State, Whiskey, were by one possession. And those are three good programs. And, boy, what did Iowa do to land in the Holiday Bowl? They have one of the best defenses in the nation, ranked 12th, 2-7 and seven against the spread in the last nine versus the Pac-12. They are surprising, surprising, Duff, man. They are only two-point favorites. That, to me, seems, forget my prejudice against USC, but just comparing the seasons of these two programs, uh, total 52. So uh, we think there's going to be a lot of scoring, and we think that Iowa's just going to eke by. Does that seem right to you? Uh, yes, it does. And I know you're averse to uh, Trojans, but there are some reasons why the USC is only a, a two-point underdog. And remember, you know, I've always said when you look at records and the point spread just based purely on records, would be out of whack. You got to listen to what the odds makers are telling you. Now, remember, I always like to look for what I call a neutral field advantage. It used to be 
teams playing in their home state and bowl games were a great play. The past couple of years, it's leveled off a little bit, but this is as big of a travel advantage as any USC traveling only 112 miles to San Diego. Iowa, though, going 1,532. So there's definitely pretty darn, it's, you know, fairly close for USC. They're almost playing a home game. Uh, now, on one hand, going against teams with a much better turnover rate in the bowls is a good play, 63, 46, and 3. That would benefit um, USC. But there are countless angles, and this is how you know someone's a square. If they say, I like to go with the team that goes in the bowl games hotter, that is totally false. Uh, the cold, when you have a significantly colder team, whether it's spread wise, whether it's straight up, often it's both. You know, a team's going to be hotter in both categories. The colder team, is usually the better play because of uh you know they take that they are able to make adjustments with the time off usc did cover two straight iowa lost two straight but this angle would benefit iowa now conversely it does make sense that usc peaked a little late they have only four seniors and they had a ton of injuries you mentioned one of the injuries even slovis was hurt at quarterback looks like he will be back uh 3242 yards this year 28 touchdown passes because of the neutral field advantage and because I really think a USC team is going to benefit so much from the time off because they had so many injuries. I think they will regroup. And yes, I, I, I hate to burst it for you, but I like the Trojans plus two. You know, I'm going to take issue with your travel argument here, Duffman. I mean, it's not like they're traveling uh, Frontier Airlines in the, in, the, in the hard seats, okay? Yeah. I mean, th these guys travel, they're well taken care of, they have nutritionists, they go from the uh, probably first class or chartered plane to the to the bus, to the nice hotel. I mean, yeah. come on, it, it's just not that hard. I mean, the home field advantage, uh, uh, yeah, okay, there'll be a few USC fans that are going to pull up in their lim stretch limos with their chauffeurs, but, you know, on the whole, uh, I, I might take umbrage with that, my friend. Well, now, historically, and I know we were able to, um, you know, even ESPN has done some articles in the past about how it's an advantage for teams playing in their home state. But like I said, the past two, three years, not so much. Again, is it a humongous advantage? Is it, you know, like actually playing on their home field? Not so much, but still, you know, traveling can take a little bit out of you. And USC, they're almost certainly going to have more fans here. So it is a little bit of a neutral field advantage. But yeah, it's not like, the same as playing a home game, but I don't think the odds makers really take it into account as much when you do when you're playing on a technically neutral field, but it's not really a neutral field. Remember, only getting an extra point here and an extra point there over the long run is going to be a huge advantage. So it's one of those small advantages that does add up, but more so because I do think USC, for reasons I explained, will benefit from the time off. And look, give them credit. I know Clay Helton. They want his head, but he's had a pretty good year coaching. When you consider all the injuries, he's done a pretty solid job. And, you know, now they're going to be moderately healthy. It looks like Slovis should be close to 100%. All right, let's move along. We've just got a little time, two games to get to. Well, let's go from the Holiday Bowl to the Camping World Bowl. Oh, joy. Notre Dame at Iowa State. Notre Dame 10-2, and 8-4 and four against the spread. Great season. Sort of under the radar a little bit because of the quality of the opposition and the two losses they did have at the hands of Georgia and Michigan. Uh, they're favorites uh, and have won the last 22 when they are favorites. Uh, poor performances in the postseason, though. 5-12 and 12, uh, straight up in the last 17. Iowa State, 7-5, and 6-6 six six against the spread. Disappointing season. Although 
Uh, a lot of games were close with Iowa State. The offense was a constant, mm. average 34 points a game. They're two and three straight up. Look, this game has two quarterbacks who racked up at least 3,300 yards and 35 mm. touchdowns. We got a big point total on this at 54 and a half. I wonder if it's even enough. Notre Dame three and a half point favorites. Well, here's one where I'm going to go. Countless angles that do say go with the colder spread team as Notre Dame covered four straight while Iowa State has dropped three straight against the spread. But the colder spread team says go with the Iowa State. You mentioned it. Uh, Brock Purdy is one of the top Iowa State quarterbacks ever with 18 school records. Remember when Notre Dame lost to Georgia at the time, Georgia, this before they lost to Southern or to, to South Carolina, I should say, the other uh, USC. And it looked like they had a true quality win and you know they were undefeated for a while and there was even some talk that you know they could be a final four team so i think this is really truly a consolation bowl for them they they had much higher expectations earlier in the year because of what you said look they've got a very good quarterback with ian box some great wide receivers with uh, claypool and then two-headed tight ends but i really think that if either team is going to be um you know have a letdown here it is going to be notre dame and because of the Systems, I said, that says go with the colder team in bowl games with the time off. I do like Iowa State plus the points. All right. Good timing because we got just enough time. Three yeah. minutes. Let's get this next one in. It's the biggie. It's Oklahoma LSU Peach Bowl. This is the college football semifinal playoff. Oklahoma Sooners 12-1, and 5-8 and eight against the spread. Their lone loss was to Kansas State. Sooners beat all ranked teams they face. They scored 43 points per game, but they're ranked 49th in points conceded. They're one and five against the spread. The LSU Tigers, I don't really know what to say about this. I mean, a perfect season. Great team, great fun to watch. Scored the third most, third most points per game in the country, winning by an average margin of 26. Oh, oh, and a tough schedule as well to boot. Uh, so look, these two teams ranked in the top five points per game and outside the top 20 defensively. So you're going to smell a lot of points in this game. It is 75 and a half points, LSU 13-point favorites. Yes, and you know, here's one that's actually intuitive. I talk a lot about counterintuitive stuff, but when you have a high point spread and a lot of points are being scored, which means the points, of course, will be easier to come by and the high point spread doesn't mean as much. Going with a big favorite in games that are expected to be exceptionally high scoring, very good play, that includes the regular season. 87-47-2, and two. of course, that would favor LSU. Uh, fading teams off of us, a couple great defensive games, 595 and five, that would favor Oklahoma. Uh, we don't have too many, but enormously big favorites in the uh, Division One playoffs, a very solid 3-1. and one. Uh, We're going to be looking very close. Clyde Edwards, Elair, uh, is he going to be playing for LSU? He gives them balance with the running game, but it's been confirmed Oklahoma with several key uh, uh, suspensions, including Ronnie Perkins and, of course, the running back Stevenson. Uh, Perkins leads the team in sacks with six, second in tackles for loss, I just think LSU, they are going to blow them out. I normally don't like to lay the big number, especially against a good team. But LSU, uh, especially with the suspensions, and if the running back is healthy, should win this game easily. Yeah, I mean, look, there's there's good teams. And Oklahoma Sooners, absolutely a, a really exciting season. They've been a great team. I mean, they're in the semifinals of the college football playoffs, for crying out loud. However, LSU, are just they're just at a different level. And yeah. um you know, every every time I watch this this team play, you just never get you never get the feeling that they're going to lose the game. I mean, no, you just it just never happens. They've been that good this season. Uh, Fifteen seconds. Final thought. 
Yeah, and again, Oklahoma doesn't have the ability to take them LSU out of their high-powered game. They've got to, quote-unquote, outscore and play up-tempo. That falls in LSU's hands. So I do think that LSU will win a high-scoring game, but they win by at least two touchdowns. Duffman, always a pleasure. Joe Duffy, you can find Joe at picksandparlays.net. And right now, all of Joe's picks, 15% off. Use promo code BOWL. And if you want his bowl picks, you can get those, all of them, one ninety nine one capper. And if you want to add, say, I don't know, Chip Chirimbus or uh, El Huapo on there, you're going to do it. You can get two cappers for two ninety nine. All right, I'll be right back after this. Welcome back. Picks and parlays here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, where you'll find us every Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, and also streaming live throughout the day, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. If you want the best in sports picks, well, you're not going to get them from me. I'm just the host. You're going to get them from any one of our 35 expert cappers and all the expert cappers you will see on this show giving out free picks aplenty. And don't forget, our expert picks are also there for you at picksandparlays.net. I'll tell you about our special at the end of the segment. But in the meantime, if you want to hear him roar, there's no better time than right now to bring in LT Gray. Let's talk a little college bowls because while well, we did that last segment, now we're going to do it this segment. So many bowls to get to, Tony. Uh, really, my bowl runneth over. I don't know what to say. Yeah, it's bowl season. They all come really quickly here as uh, we, we're winding down here. We're getting into the big, big matchups now with the good teams, and I'm really excited about it. All right, well, let's get to it. Let's start with Minnesota-Auburn. This is the Outback Bowl, the Minnesota Golden Gophers. 10-2, and 6-4-2 against the spread. Two losses in the last three games, though. Dashed the Gophers' hope of a Big Ten title or a college football playoff berth. But, you know, I've always thought that the Gophers' real hole, hope is to just dig holes in my yard and eat my plants and leave little gopher droppings in there. But apparently they had other ideas, but they were dashed. Uh, but uh, this is the first New Year's Day game for Minnesota since 1962. A game, I might add, that was actually covered for picksandparlays.net by our very own Chip Chirimbus, who was at that go at that game, and that was his winning selection of the week. So, you know, how about that? Uh, that's gone over in five of the last six for the Golden Gophers, averaging 55, 54 points a game. And Auburn, 9-3, and 9-3 and against the spread. Look, their three losses came to Georgia, LSU, and Florida. They're 11-1 straight up, 10-2 and two against the spread in the last 12 when they're favorites. Total has gone under in four of the last five. I mean, Auburn, you know, there's the luck of the draw, and then there's, well, an unlucky draw. And uh, really, strength of opposition, I think, has had a lot to do with uh, the Tigers and landing, landing here in the Outback Bowl. Uh, but they are big favorites, seven-point favorites and total 53-and-a-half. Uh, LT Gray, uh, do you agree with me on this one? Yeah, I'm going to definitely look here at Auburn here at minus seven. It's a huge step up in class for Minnesota. Of course, we saw the Tigers flex their muscle, beating Alabama 48-45. to Put up uh, 181 yards rushing, five and a half yards a carry on that Crimson Tide defense. That was really impressive. And one thing to note here, you know, Auburn, they were competitive in losses to LSU by three, Georgia by seven, and they gave up only 21 points to LSU and kept the Georgia offense intact as well. But, you know, when you looked at Minnesota, when they stepped up and faced the good defensive teams, the results were losses, as you said. They lose to Iowa 23-19. Then that game against Wisconsin, uh, that one, a 38-17 loss, it blew their shot at, at, a bowl, at a Big Ten championship and the Rose Bowl game. Even if they got to the Big Ten title game, they probably would have gotten the Rose Bowl because Ohio State got into the playoffs. So, again, that was a costly loss losing to Wisconsin. And, of course, um, 
you know, one thing I note here with Minnesota is their run game just could not get off the ground here. 2.1 yards to carry to Iowa, 2.5 to Wisconsin. Now they face one of the nation's best defensive teams in Auburn. Of course, their head coach, Gus Malzahn, you know, came into the season on the hot seat. So I think he wants some positive momentum going into the next season. And, of course, one thing to note, Minnesota was able to avoid some heavyweights in conference. They didn't play Ohio State, did not play Michigan. Of course, Michigan State was not on the schedule. Another good defensive team. So they weren't really battle-tested against some of the elite teams. Now they're stepping up in class. And uh, don't forget the non-conference where, where Minnesota struggled against Fresno State and Georgia Southern winning by three in those games. I'm going to go ahead and take the favorite here with Auburn minus seven. All right, fair enough. I like that pick. Let's go to the – I read this as the Belch Bowl, but it's not. It's the Belk Bowl. It's Virginia Tech, Kentucky. Virginia Tech Huskies, eight and four, six and six. I, I have to just stop this for a minute. I, I, honestly, Tony, I, I, I love the, the ball games are great. And it's a little like uh, AYSO. Everybody has to play it. Everybody has to feel it. Everybody has to get a trophy. But some of these teams have just really mediocre records. And, and really, maybe they shouldn't have a postseason. Maybe they should just have a time to reflect on how crappy their season's been and how they've let down their alumni and their fans. But, oh, no, you get to go to the Belk Bowl, and let's get to it. The Huskies, impressive defense, though, one of the top against the spread teams in the country. They've had a turnover problem, however, <laughs> small. 22 turnovers in 12 games, and that is not a number that you want to be proud of. Uh, they've limited opposition in the last four games to just 37 points total. By the way, that included Notre Dame. And Kentucky, 7-5, uh, 9-3 against the spread. Another team with a stellar defense limiting their final five opponents at just 54 points in total. They've outscored the last three opponents by 99. They're the fourth most rushing yards in the nation. They're 6-1 against the spread in the last seven. And if you're waiting for me to say that Kentucky are big favorites, you're just wrong because Virginia Tech, a three-point favorites with a total points of 46. Tony, I scratch my head on this one. Why are Virginia Tech favorites for this game? Well, a couple of things here. It was a messy start for Virginia Tech, but they got their act together late. And I'm going to go ahead and take Virginia Tech here at minus a two and a half. You know, they played well on the stretch, winning and covering six of their uh, final eight. Their offense really got on track when they switched quarterbacks at Hurden Hooker. 62% completion rate, 11 touchdowns, two picks. He averaged 10.3 yards per pass attempt. Now, one thing with Kentucky... Uh, they're a one-dimensional team. They lost their starting quarterback and their backup to injury. So they had to go to their wide receiver, Lynn Bowden, and said, come and be our quarterback, which he did. He's not a very accurate quarterback. 46% is their completion rate. Uh, and this will also uh, close the career uh, of longtime defense coordinator Bud Foster for Virginia Tech, who retired at the end of the season. The Hokies did put up really good defensive numbers, as you said, against Notre Dame, against Pittsburgh. You know, and, uh, you know, one thing to note here, Bud Foster's defense will have one month to get ready for a one-dimensional offense. Wildcats third-string quarterback Lynn Bowden. Here's something I couldn't believe. He's a 46% completion rate, and he's telling the world that he's going to enter the NFL draft after his junior season because, let's face it, they had some success down the stretch running the football. I don't get it. His mind's now for the NFL. He can't even complete half his passes. This doesn't make sense to me. I don't think this kid's head's on straight. I'm going to go ahead and take Virginia Tech here at minus 2.5. So what's the quarterback that's completing 46% of his passes? Lynn Bowden, he's, he's, he's a wide receiver who turned quarterback because, uh, oh. because uh, Kentucky lost both, of their, both their starters and their, their backup. So they had to turn, into, they had to, turn to this w a wide receiver to play oh, right, quarterback. Right. The team has had success winning five, five, going 5-2, five not facing the t top teams, obviously. But, 
he can't complete half his passes and uh, he has success running the football, but they know him. I mean, you, you've yeah. got Bud Foster here with a month to prepare against a one-dimensional team. I think I think they, they can handle them. And quite frankly, 46% completion rate. Hey, he's going to be a number one draft pick for the Bengals. Okay, next up. Let's go, <laughs> shall we? Uh, Oklahoma State. Oh, let's not do that one. Let's do Cal versus Illinois. Look, this is the Red Box Bowl. And to be honest with you, I'm not sure if that's a video rental company or a yeast infection. But it's Cal, Illinois at the Red Box Bowl. <laughs> the Golden Bears, 7-5, and 6-6 six and six against the spread. Essentially a home game for them uh, because it's, uh, well, it's in San Francisco and Berkeley's, what, 40 miles, 45 miles from San Francisco. The offense is really firing for the Golden Bears right now. They scored 52 points in the last two. Two wins in a row. That was enough to see them to the postseason again with a 7-5 record. I scratched my head. Total has gone under in the last 21. And Illinois, the Illini, Sakai, 6-6. Six and six. Eight and four against the spread. But hey, you get a bowl game because everybody's got to feel good. Really survived the year on turnovers, though. They recovered the second most turnovers in college football. Uh, they're plus 11 in the turnover, turnover margin, uh, which sounds like a delicious breakfast, by the way. Uh, but Cal only turned the ball over 13 times the entire season. So probably not a good matchup. And Cal are big favorites at six and a half points. Not many points, though, 43. Uh, Tony T, how do you see this? Yeah, I'm going to go here under the total of 43 and a half. You know, the final line I make a bowl game is they got healthy on defense and played well enough to finish at 6-6. Six, six. You know, this is a senior-laden team for Illinois defensively, so that makes kind of sense where they all aged and they played their best here as, as a lot of their defensive players are seniors. But really, the truth is the final line offense really played poorly down the stretch, held the 10 points and losses at the end of the season at Iowa, and then a bad Northwestern team. How do you score 10 on them? I don't get it. You know, over the past three games, final line I only averaged 300 yards. And one thing to note here with this Illinois team, once they got bowl eligible at six and four, you know, the coach was dancing and they were all excited and they were just satisfied. They stopped their quality of play. They digressed. You know, but California, too, a good defensive team, hampered by struggles on offense. They did play under in eight of their 12 games. They have allowed 20 or fewer points in three of their final four games. You know, Illinois has played to under in seven of 12. You know, in their, in their games away from home, final line, I have played to under in four or five. I think this is going to be a snooze fest here, Nick. I'm going to go Cal and Illinois to go under total of 43 and a half. Yeah, I'm with you. Not an exciting one. All right, let's move along. Texas Bowl. Okay. Oh, sorry. Oh, the Texas Bowl. Okay, Oklahoma State, 8-4, 9-3 against the spread, looking for their fourth straight Texas Bowl win. They're on a current postseason run of 3-0 straight up and against the spread. The total's gone over in the last eight against A&M. And for A&M, the Aggies, seven, isn't that the Hook'em Horns thing? Yes, it is. Seven and, seven and five, seven and five against the spread. Seven and five record is more like 0-5, oh though, versus good teams and 7-0 oh mm. against rubbish teams. Yet you find your way to the world-famous Texas Bowl. Uh, where does Oklahoma State rank, good or rubbish? Uh, I'm probably going to say uh, probably in between. Uh, A&M, yep. 9-1 straight up in the last 10 after coming after consecutive losses. A&M are the seven-point favorites and 54 points. Yeah, in this one, I'm going to go ahead and take the favorite here, Texas A&M. You can find six and a half from about half the books out there, so try to shop your best number. But one thing about the Aggies, Nick, is they played one of the toughest schedules of all teams in college football. They dropped games at Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, and LSU. That is, that is a pretty tough schedule there. And, of course, they closed the season with a bad loss to LSU. And, of course, Jimbo Fisher is a high-profile coach. He needs to turn this around. He needs a good showing here because he doesn't want to go into the season uh, with, with another loss on his on his, on his. his. Well.
Did we just uh, did we just lose Tony? We just lost Tony full flow. Oh my goodness! And we were getting into the depths of Oklahoma State, Texas A&M, the Texas Bowl. Maybe we can get him back. He did say he agreed with the seven-point favorites, but uh, total of 54. I was interested to know if he thought that was going to go over or not because given Oklahoma State's uh, postseason run. But we have Craig. Craig, uh, welcome back. Thanks for pinch hitting here. We're having some technical problems. Listen, we literally got a minute. Uh, Texas A&M, seven-point favorites, total 54. Tony was saying he was he, he was going to lay the points on A&M at uh, minus seven. What about this total, 54? You think it's going to go under? Well, my initial uh, always on bowls is always lean towards the under. When in doubt, lean towards the under and the underdog. That's always my, my doubt. I'm definitely on the under. The farther that this is after Christmas, too, the more likely I am to look under because that means they had more rest, more rust, and rust usually doesn't do well for the offense. Isn't it Neil Young that said rust never sleeps? <laughs> I don't know. Rust versus rest. That's what they always say in college football, and I don't think it's a good thing usually. I think – um, more so, I, I, I think the, the rules set up for more points nowadays, but that's built into the number already. So I like the under um, if I was going to play the total on this one. All right. And uh, we just got you for like another, I don't know, 45 seconds. So so while we do, why don't we just quickly get your take on some of these? Uh, did you agree pretty much with Tony on most of these or did you differ on any? Well, I was pretty much on the same side. Tony and I usually have a, a very similar mindset. That's why when we do the rapid fire, most times we, out of the seven or eight picks, we end up on the same side, um, which has, you know, been some really good weeks, that's for sure. Of course, there's some bad ones in there. It's good for sports betting, but it's lousy for entertainment. We want to see pugilism, <laughs> disagreement, fighting. Craig Trapp, thank you for standing in. As always, you've been a stellar stand-in today here on Picks and Parlays on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Going to take a break in case you missed any of our picks. Going to wrap them all up for you, recap them, so that you can then run along and place your bets on them. And by the way, if we didn't get to any of the games you want to, I'm willing to bet you we've got them at picksandparlays.net. They're either free picks or our expert picks, which are there for you right now. Get online, promo code BOWL, 15% off everything. And when we come back, I'll tell you about our two-capper special. Be right back after this to wrap it up for you. Welcome back to the show. Picks and parlays this December 24th, Libyan Independence Day. Oh, yes, it is Christmas Eve, too. That's why I'm wearing this silly hat. We bring you the best in sports betting picks, both on our website at picksandparlays.net and here on this show, Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1% Pacific, and, of course, we have lots of videos on our YouTube page, our Facebook page, our website. You can find it all there. Loads of videos, loads of free picks, and, of course, our expert picks are waiting for you when you're ready to kick it up a notch. 15% off. Use promo code BOWL, everything in the shopping cart. And if you want to bet the college bowl season, the best way to do it is to get our Kappa special. One ninety-nine, one Kappa. All their picks for the bowl season. Two ninety-nine, two Kappas, all their picks. And this is good until Friday. All right. We did give out a lot of free picks, so let's recap. Let's get right to it, shall we? Duffman. We went with Duffman. His bowl game picks. USC-Iowa. Take USC plus two. Notre Dame versus Iowa State. Take Iowa State plus three and a half. And finally, LS, Oklahoma-LSU. Take LSU uh, minus 13. 
Tony T, his bowl game picks, Oklahoma State, Texas A&M. Take Texas A&M, six and a half. Cal, Illinois, take under 43 and a half. Virginia Tech, Kentucky, take Virginia Tech, minus two and a half. And Minnesota, Auburn, take Auburn, minus seven. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Loads more free picks at picksandparlays.net as well. Tune in then. Until then, bet, win, repeat. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.